Hey guys, it's 10.27 here in the morning. Thank you for joining our podcast today. I'm Ashton, and today we are going to talk about mainly the NBA. Today we are going to start off by talking about the NBA Finals and how it all went down for the Raptors and the Warriors. The Finals only lasted six games, and the Raptors uh, ended up being victorious and are the 2019 NBA champs. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was the Finals MVP, and Julian's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and LeBron James as the only two players to win finals MVP on two different teams. Uh, Kawhi Leonard did it with the Spurs back in 2014-15 and uh, now he did it with Toronto with the Raptors and I have a hot take to start off with as uh, I believe Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the world right now. Um he does it on both ends of the floor. He can re- he gets to spots offensively. Nobody can really stop him. He just has a he's so consistent offensively and defensively. It's it's really hard to stop and he has so much body strength that you can't really stop him. So right now for for the moment anyways, until next season starts, I believe Kawhi Leonard is the best player on the planet. And then second would be LeBron. And then third would be Kevin Durant. Um, So Kawhi Leonard, he really had, this is, he is a giant killer. And speaking of terms, he defeated LeBron James and Dwayne Wade when they and Chris Bosh when all three of those guys were in Miami and then he just took down the Golden State Warriors which had Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green and Boogie Cousins and I'll be talking about the Warriors here in just a sec but he is Kawhi Leonard is a man amongst boys. He is a bad brother, as people would like to say. And uh, he's he is going to be a Hall of Fame player in my mind. I believe he is achieving that right now. And uh, so Kawhi Leonard, there's been a lot of questions about where he's going to go in free agency. Um, is he going to is he actually going to go in free agency and go to L.A.? Or is he going to stay with Toronto? Or is he going to go somewhere else? Um, I believe he is going to stay in Toronto. And he is going to just keep winning championships. Muzai uh, Mujuri, I may have screwed up that name, is the GM for the Toronto Raptors. Um, he cur- he got the trade for he sent Kawhi and he made the trade for Kawhi last offseason. He traded his best player, DeMar DeRozan, and Kyle Lowry wasn't the biggest fan of that. Um, I know a whole lot of people in the Toronto community were not okay with that because they were having success. They were DeMar DeRozan was their was their key guy. He was the one that was, they wanted him to lead to the promised land. And it wasn't working because 
LeBron was in the East, and he was just beating up on Toronto, and Toronto didn't have an answer for LeBron when he was over in the East. And so Toronto was that Kawhi Leonard piece away from winning a title, and they made that trade for Kawhi, and DeMar DeRozan went to San Antonio and had a really good season down there. And Kawhi just happened to beat everything that they needed. It was clearly obvious um, when they were going through the playoffs, he was just, he was fantastic. He was Superman-like. He was everything that they needed offensively, defensively. He, Whenever you needed a bucket, you knew you could give it to Kawhi, and he would get it in the paint or hit the three-point shot. I mean, he just, he has the complete package right now. So, he can do that for you. So, back to the finals. Uh, the Raptors outplayed the Warriors big time. They outplayed them in 13 of the 16 quarters, I remember correctly, from ESPN. And that it's... It's amazing what Toronto did because they just outplayed them. But also the Warriors had a lot of key injuries as well. Um, one of them mainly being Kevin Durant. Uh, Kevin Durant came back for game five. And he was off to a hot start. He hit all five shots from the field. He went three for three for three-point range. And uh, he was just... He was cooking, and uh, then he tore his Achilles late in the in the second quarter, um, and it was just obvious right then and there that there, this we it was obvious the series was most likely going to be in Toronto's favor now since Kevin Durant went down, and it was just it was I know struck Steph Curry to the core. You could just see the look on his face and the Warriors' faces. They were all in disgust. They were just like, how could this happen? Like, honestly, personally, I wasn't surprised. And it was just, it was, it was, I kind of, ex I expected it because it was, it was his calf originally and the calf somehow connects to Achilles like that general area like if a player is reaching down there I I automatically assume it's the Achilles and it's just not a good it's just whenever they're reaching down there when they're grabbing their low calf like ankle area it's not a good sign not a good sign um so he yeah when that happened it was just the emotional for the it struck the the Warriors emotionally and they they I believe they lost the game no they won the game and then the Raptors came back in game six and won and then now Clay Thompson game six they were going into game six the Clay Thompson was on fire uh he was he had 30 points, and it was like 
five minutes left to go in the third quarter, and he already had 30 points. He was cooking. Just literally, as soon as he got the ball in his hands, he was dropping threes. And then he went up for a dunk, and Danny Green from behind came and tried to block his shot, tried to attempt to block, and he landed in the most awkward way. As soon as he landed, he grabbed his his knee, and he was in instant pain. It looked pretty bad and on when it was live when I was watching it, and it was just like, whoa, what? That's – he probably just blew out his knee, and uh, he tore his Achilles. Um, not Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson tore his ACL. Kevin Durant tore his Achilles. Clay Thompson was trying to come back into the game. He can't like he as he was going into the locker room, somebody was telling him, "Hey, like if you don't shoot these free throws, you can't come back into the game." And so he went back to shoot the free throws and he made both and then he had the the Warriors fouled and got him out of the game. Fouled the Raptors real quick just to get him out of the game so they so Clay could get examined and he ended up torn his ACL and he will be out for the majority of next year as well um so the Warriors will have to they won't have to start the season Kevin Durant or Clay Thompson the whole 2020 season they won't have Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson they'll most likely get him back right as the playoffs start um I would be I would say doubtful for that, but if he comes back, he comes back. Um, but yeah, it just when Clay went down in Game Six, it was like, okay, this is this is starting to all fall apart for the for the Warriors now. It's I think they're pretty much handing the they're handing the Larry O'Brien Trophy over to the to the to the Raptors, and so. Yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi balled out, and so, you know, rap, the Warriors had a lot of key injuries that would have helped them win, um, so Steph Curry had to basically put the team on his back, and so when he did that, he wasn't able to, he was, he was going off, he went off in game three for believe 47 they didn't win but it was a you could tell Steph Curry was was exhausted he was stressed he couldn't and he couldn't lead his team to the promised land and uh, so he so Steph Curry in game six uh, it was kind of like the like so people remember LeBron's first year in Cleveland when he had when Kyrie Irving went down when Kevin Love went down he was all by himself and he had nobody else around him well that was kind of Steph Curry's situation in Golden State as well Um, they had Steph all he had was Boogie Cousins and Boogie Cousins wasn't really able to do much in this series he had one good game and it just and then he tried coming back alive and game five and six and it was he was starting to get going again but he wasn't really himself and 
Draymond, he was he was doing things defensively, offensively. He was there were spurts of it, and then yeah, nobody else really gave a whole lot of support and help to to Steph's cause, and that's why the Warriors went down uh, game six at Oracle, their last game at Oracle. I didn't think that they would lose their last game at Oracle. They So Steph Curry um, had a chance to win it in game six. It was – they had like five, six seconds in the game. They had the ball last, a three to win, two to tie. Um, Steph Curry had an open look. It was kind of contested a little bit. It was a shot that I would definitely expect Steph to make if he were to get another shot again to make that shot. He it bounced off the back iron and out, and it was it was deflating because the Raptors got the loose ball, and that's when that when the Raptors got the loose ball, it was. The Warriors got it back, and then Draymond ca- tried calling a timeout, and but the Warriors didn't have any timeout. So when you do that in the NBA, the uh, the Raptors go ahead and get to shoot uh, technical free throws, which is just one free throw, and so they. That's how the game ended was by shooting technical free throws, and. Uh, they had Steph Curry had a really good open look and it just didn't fall. So you saw you saw Steve Kerr come up right behind him saying, "Man, you had it, but it's okay." And so yeah. Now the Raptors had they did everything that you wanted um, out of the Raptors. They played amazing offense, defense. They got the they hustled on the rebounds they got out in transition played really well in transition the Raptors I I give my props to the Raptors because they Kawhi kind of did it all he really did do it all he had Kyle Lowry Kyle Lowry really came alive in game six starting off four from four from the field in game six just right out of the gate extremely hot and then other guys started stepping up and so they took they took on they just followed Kawhi's lead and just really wanted they wanted this championship and they they knew that Kawhi had experience in winning championships so he they just followed his lead and Kawhi is the only all-star other than Kyle Lowry that's just been consistent um They've got – there's not like a super, another superstar on that team. It was just a bunch of good collective group of talent that the Raptors had, and they just – it wasn't a super team formed overnight. It was just a, a collection of, of good veteran talent, veteran leadership and talent. And so I give my props to – the Raptors organizations for for that for trying to m- make that trade for uh, Mark Gasol and 
Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard. Because without those guys, they will they were they weren't going to win a championship next year. So this year, so Steph Curry, um, I saw this stat on ESPN. Um, they also played it in the NBA Finals as well. Uh, Steph Curry, when he goes for the last 20 seconds in a game in the NBA Finals, just strictly NBA Finals alone, he is 0 from 7, and then he went 0 for 8 with that last shot. And that really struck struck me in as he is the greatest shooter I've ever seen in my entire life. And in the last 20 seconds where it's a jump shot to win it, you're you're relying on the best shooter in the world to, to just make one shot, and he goes 0 for 8 on on those. And so I'm not dis- I'm not saying S- Steph Curry is not clutch at all. He's just not clutch in the finals. Um, he's clutch in the regular season. I've make I've seen him shoot a half court shot uh, to beat the Thunder in the regular season. And I bet you, bet you a lot of people remember that. And, you know, they are like, well, there's a bunch of moments where Steph Curry's been clutch. Yeah, he's been clutch in the regular season and some parts of the postseason. But in the NBA Finals, it's it's he hasn't shown it. So until he does, I'm just, he's not reliable. He's not reliable. I would rather – I want Steph – I want Steph Curry to take that last shot, but I don't know if he will make that shot. He hasn't proven to take that shot to make that shot at the NBA Finals level. So, so now I'm the the Raptors. Good, good collective win. Kawhi. We don't know what he's going to do in free agency. If he will go into free agency, I think he will go to the. Clippers if he does decide to go in free agency and that would be pretty bad for LeBron speaking of LeBron I'll talk about him so he LeBron recently got a new teammate over this past weekend Anthony Davis and the Lakers traded Lonzo Ball Josh Hart Brandon Ingram the number four overall pick and a couple of other first round picks in the future to get Anthony Davis, and that deal will be finalized by July sixth. Um, they, uh, the Lakers had um, twenty six million dollars uh, to get a cap to get uh, another superstar in free agency if they wanted, like Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant or somebody like that. They or Kawhi Leonard, um, they got Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis took that $4 million away from that $26 million away, and he'll add that to his signing bonus. I believe that's what Rachel Nichols said on the jump, and so that will be good for Anthony Davis as he wants, he wanted to be in L.A. this entire time. I, he he really didn't want to be anywhere else. He didn't want to be in Boston. He didn't want to be in New York. He wanted to be in L.A. with LeBron. And the Pelicans tried to make this trade 
last the Lakers tried to make this trade last year with the Pelicans. The Pelicans were just fooling around with them and were like, no, we're not going to tra- trade Anthony Davis. And it it ruined both of their seasons as Lonzo Ball was con- wasn't really going offensively. Brandon Ingram, he was struggling, and then he had blood clots, so he went down. Josh Hart, he struggled. Just the whole Lakers organization struggled as a whole, and the Pelicans, they they both didn't make the playoffs. And so now the the Pelicans, the Pelicans get number one overall pick and the fourth overall pick. So they will, the Pelicans will probably most likely get Zion Williamson with the number one overall pick, and then anything goes for that fourth overall pick, they can decide whoever they want. I don't really know any other players in the draft other than Zion Williamson, John Morant, and R.J. Barrett. That's that's literally all the only three that I know and probably only need to know. Um, so back to the Lakers. They, I believe, they are going to be in title contention and possibly win it next year and the Lakers already right now have the Lakers as three to one Vegas has them as three to one favorites to win the whole thing next year and I mean I don't I would probably bet my house right now on the Lakers be completely honest it's just that is they need more shooting, of course. They need to space the floor. They don't really have a whole lot of depth right now. All they have is LeBron and Anthony Davis, but they are definitely in title contention. They are trying to win now. They need to win now. LeBron is 35, going to be 36, I believe. And so they need they need to win now because LeBron only has – Two, two more years left in in LA, so he's they gotta win now. And so that that deal again will be finalized July sixth. So now Kyrie Irving, I believe Kyrie Irving, his game matches really well with LeBron's, and Kyrie Irving has the chance to come into LA. I've heard a lot of talk on ESPN and other places as well that Kyrie Irving is thinking about going to the Nets and playing in Brooklyn. And he had he got new agency that is located in Brooklyn. Like new representative, new G, new agents that is. And so Brooklyn and LA are his two two places that he can go. I've heard a lot of people on ESPN say that Kyrie still wants his own team and he has that in Boston, but Boston completely fell apart this year with everything going on there, turmoil the turmoil there where not not everybody wanted to buy in and win just their ultimate goal wasn't twin, but everybody had their own motives. They all wanted to accomplish different things. And so 
it was all about themselves and not the team, essentially is what I'm trying to say Boston's situation was. So Kyrie Irving might want to leave that and go somewhere else to an organization like the Nets and try and win there. But I think his best bet, if he still wants to win a championship and try and get one, is to go to late to L.A. with LeBron and Anthony Davis. They would shock the world. They would, I mean, I would try and watch them every time that they come on TNT or ESPN. Like, you already know what I'm doing. I'd be watching, I'd be watching the Lakers and LeBron on whenever they come on television. I'd just be watching them. And so, Kyrie Irving, literally, he can reshape the West or the East with these, with those, with this decision in free agency. And so he will, whatever he decides, it's what's what he thinks is best for his career and he, what he wants to do. So there's other, uh, other guys on the market like Kemba Walker and Jimmy Butler. And there's just a bunch of, a collection of group uh, of good young talent on the uh, free agent market. And so they, Kemba, he, I've been hearing he could get the Supermax, also not get the Supermax. He's, he could go to New York if he wanted to, or he could stay in Charlotte where he's at right now. Um, Jimmy Butler, he he lost in the second round with the Philadelphia 76ers to the Raptors. And he could leave Philadelphia if he wanted. He could go to L.A. or wherever he feels best suits him. And so there's a lot of good players on the on the free agent market. There's a lot of good young talent around the NBA right now. Um, I'm really excited to, to watch the draft and where to see all these the top three players that I listed off, Zion Williamson, John Morant, and R.J. Barrett go. Um, I I think Zion will go to the Pelicans. R.J. will go to the Knicks. John Morant will go to Memphis. And that I'm really excited as a Memphis fan uh, to see John Morant be in a Memphis Grizzlies uniform because we've – I was born in Memphis, if you didn't know, and so I only lived there like two, three months of my life. I don't really remember it, but I can say that I was born in Memphis, and from that, I'm, I am kind of am tied to Memphis a little bit, and so whenever I saw that Memphis had their own team, I was kind of like, you know what, why not? I'll just root for Memphis, because I'm born in Memphis, I can say that, so... To see possibly we get John Morant, that, I mean, when I saw that we got the second overall pick, I was, I was like, let's go. Like, I was, I was excited. I was through the roof. I was like, we're going to, we're going to do pretty great things with John Morant. John Morant's going to rep our, rep our, represent our organization very well. And so he's going to, 
I think he's going to have an amazing career with the Memphis Grizzlies if he decides to stay and if we draft him. I mean, if we rather draft R.J. Barrett, I'm fine with that too. I mean, with the second overall pick, there's not a – we can't screw up, screw that up unless the player himself is not that good. But they have – what they're left with is either R.J. Barrett or, or John Morant, and they cannot go wrong with either one of those players. So I say my per- – I would say draft John Morant because I think that he is going to do – really really good things with the Memphis Grizzlies and RJ Barrett is definitely built for the New York market and he can make millions over there John Morant just come to Memphis buddy you will be loved I guarantee it I'll follow you I already do follow you on Twitter I can hit I'll hit you up man just don't just represent Memphis as best as you possibly can and we'll love you bud so, yeah, that's all that I have for you guys today. Thank you for listening to the podcast and tune in next week. Thank you.